Welcome to the J2 Hub podcast, where we focus on everything from property development, hot entrepreneurially business topics, and real life scenarios facing business owners just like you and I. Brought to you by James Sahota, we bring you exciting real life property, business, and entrepreneurially related hot topics, and that little bit more. Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome to the J2 Podcast. So, it's been a long time coming. A lot of users said to me, James, you need, to get your, um, you need to get your story down in a podcast. You need to start talking about the things you've been through, uh, the ups, the downs, the failures, you know, the massive disasters that nearly finished you last year, actually the year before last, so 2018. Uh, many of my close friends have said, you know, you need to get this story down. You need to get some of these lessons out there in the audio world where people just love to hear stuff like this and, you know, hopefully connect with someone. And if one person can learn from my mistakes, then, you know, the podcast has been all worthwhile. So why is it taking me so long? Uh, I don't really know if I'm honest with you. Maybe um, the thoughts always been there to start the podcast, but um, trying to implement it and get it across is um, easier, easier said than done. But as with one of my goals for 2020, it was to get this audio out there and to really start connecting with people and, uh, you know, meeting people, connecting with them all over the internet through this audio podcast and, uh, you know, share some stories, share some lessons, share some experiences and, um, you know, really kind of build up a bank of information that potentially will help someone. You're probably thinking, what's the podcast all about? Well, it's going to focus on on kind of three main things, and it's three things that I'm involved in. First one, property development. Really want to look at the area of property development. Um, want to speak to some of my uh, power network, people that have helped me um, do some of the developments that I've done. These are people like architects, uh, project managers, contractors, brokers, people that deal with insurance, uh, refinancing, letting, furniture, all kinds of stuff. I want to speak to my power team and see some of the things that they have to offer other people and some of the some of the lessons that can be learned from them. The second thing we're going to talk about is hot entrepreneurial business topics, just kind of what's going on in everyday life, what's out there, what's the trends, anything that I think is worth talking about in the entrepreneurial space. I'm going to chuck it on a podcast and, uh, you know, cover it and talk about it. Last thing I want to touch on is you know, real life topics, real life things that affect people like me and you. But the focus is going to be real life issues that face people in the business world. So it may be to do with things in your well-being. You know, are you taking care of yourself? Are you doing what you should be doing for your own personal headspace, your own kind of your your own personal mental well-being? And we might just drop a little bit of added extra in there, you know, from time to time if we think... Um, something's cool to talk about we'll drop that in so the name j2 people have asked me why have you called it the j2 hub uh apart from it being pretty catchy there is only one reason the letter j symbolizes my name the letter j also symbolizes my uh, my eldest son's name jj and it also symbolizes my youngest son jv's name so you put the two together you get j2 and they're a bit of a unit when they get together running around knocking around so I call them the hub, so decided to call the pod, the podcast, the J2 Hub. So as simple as that. Two J's, put them together, we created the J2 Hub. Now, the aim of the podcast, as I mentioned uh, in the intro or just in the first part of the podcast, is it's really about 
connecting with people and kind of sharing my lessons, sharing some of the stuff that I've been through in not only property, but business and in real life. And I'm hoping if it connects with somebody, that's great. If it helps someone, that's even better. And if it positively, you know, puts a puts a change or a change in your whole aspect of things, that's kind of like the icing on the cake for me. Not a lot of you will know this, but I will share it throughout the series of podcasts. In 2018, I narrowly escaped bankruptcy, had a very successful business, um, was doing really, really well. And due to some unforeseen circumstances, things took a turn for the worse. And I ended up losing that business and hitting rock bottom and almost losing everything around me. That includes the properties, any other bits that I had. So... I am going to go into some deep details with that one because I think it's a great, great topic to talk about. As with all, you know, as with all failures, they ain't really failures. They're just uh, getting you ready for for, for kind of the, the better levels, level two, level three, level four. Even today, when I think about it, it's quite a painful subject, but I'm kind of over the pain now, and I really want to, I really want to kind of share that whole that whole journey with you, the whole twelve months on when it happened and how things went and how people start to treat you and when when you suddenly lose all the nice things who's around you and and how and how people view you and how people see you really so as i mentioned it's a it's a quirky little cool little area that i'm going to delve into it's a bit of my personal life and uh uh at the advice of some other real cool podcasters who said you should really share that james because it's it's pretty um it's pretty awesome stuff so a bit of background about myself so you know, I've uh, I've put this uh, background story up on my Facebook page because I, I felt it was very, very necessary to share it just so you know my whole thought pattern on how I got into business and how I got into property. It basically started uh, as a child, you know, waiting to board a plane. And we're waiting to board this plane and we're up on the, you know, we're going up the, the steps to get on the plane. And uh, I asked my mum and I said, uh, mum, you know, why are those people turning left? And, you know, my mum's a, my mum's a North Indian woman. She's been in this country for nearly 45 years, but she still has a, a very, very strong, so I wouldn't say a very strong Indian accent, but she still has a, a bit of a twang in her voice. And, you know, her reply was, uh, son, that's first class. That's where all the rich people go. Uh, and you know my my response to that was um, uh, so mum does that does that mean we're poor? And her reply to me was no, it means we're Indian and we don't waste money on bigger seats, better food, and more comfort. Um, you know, and that was uh, looking back at it now, I, I thought she was nuts, but you know I still think she's nuts, but I, I can see where she was coming from. Anyway, so I must have been eight at the time, and I remember it was a short time after my father died. And looking back now, I understand why she said what she did. You know, for her, at that particular time, it wasn't about wasting money. It was more about the whole survival mode and making sure she took care of her, you know, immediate responsibilities. And at the time, that was my sister and me. You know, she didn't have money to waste on luxuries. But for me, I just didn't get it, you know. And looking back now, and I think uh, if I go back to that whole scenario of going up the plane... And knowing that certain people were turning left and certain people were turning right, that's where my journey began of always wanting more from life. And I knew at a very early age that one thing for sure is that those people turning left on boarding the flight were either successful, wealthy and rich. And I wanted to find out how I got into that group of people that turned left and not right. So that's kind of... 
that's my whole background of um, of knowing that the people turning left, there's they're probably doing something different in life to the guys turning right, and how that psychologically just stayed in my mind ever since the age of eight, and and kind of allowed me to progress in business. So fast forward 30 years and, you know, I uh, I successfully managed to complete school. I, I still don't know how because um, I was never in school and I was excluded from quite a number of schools. So the fact that I got through school was a miracle. Uh, I then managed to go on to sixth form and I got through sixth form as well and decided to go on to university and did a bachelor's degree in industrial design. Liked it so much that I stayed on for a master's degree in industrial design and uh, even managed to gain a professional teaching qualification and worked in secondary schools for a couple of years. So, yeah, quite um, quite a vast array of education. Went down the typical route that uh, most young Indian men would go down is education because that's what your parents tell you is the route to go down to. And, you know, that's where you're going to be successful in life. You, you get a good degree. Um, you come out, you get a good job, you get married, you have children, you live your life, and you die. But for me, <laughs> I knew there had to be more to life than just uh, just following the norm. So after working as a teacher for a couple of years, I started a, you know I started a few failed businesses. There was quite a few failed businesses along the way. You know I delved into the realms of eBay, Amazon, all those kind of things. And if I'd really concentrated back at that time when eBay was just fairly new and Amazon was fairly new I could have I could have really have uh, uh, produced something spectacular but for me at the time it was just kind of dipping my toe into to business so you know had had managed to have a a business that was successful eventually yeah bought a nice house got married became a father to my two sons uh when when the business was going really really well became a millionaire narrowly missed a prison sentence as well along my time uh, I'm going to talk about that in a podcast as well and how, how narrowly missing a prison sentence really changed my focus in life and uh, changed the way I looked at certain things. Um, and getting through all those uh, those little hurdles, um, I finally created a business that was that was successful. Um, along, the, along the journey of creating this business, um, my wife left me. I owned several sports cars. I turned left on every plane that I boarded. I started investing in property, I bought some more property, successful business that I had at the time went into liquidation, almost lost it all and nearly filed for bankruptcy. So that's uh, that's kind of like my story. Uh, fell into a, a kind of a bout of depression, battled with alcohol, alcohol for, a, for, for a number of years, wife came back, started working for someone else, uh, got back on my feet and then started to, um, started to save some money and... Uh, invest in some more property, buy some land and uh, started a full-time career in property development which uh, I've always delved in property probably for the last nine or ten years. Never really took it serious, a couple of buy-to-lets here, a HMO, just just kind of like the, the run-of-the-mill stuff that uh, most uh, most businessmen would have on the sideline but as of 2018 I decided you know that's it, enough's enough, I'm taking this serious because if I look back now it was through property that I made my real, real wealth and real money, and that's where I can see real generational wealth. The business was good. The business was very good. It allowed me to have a certain lifestyle, allowed me to enjoy certain things, the cars, the money, all that nonsense, but it wasn't generational wealth, and I'm going to talk about that more as well on how a client 
it can be loyal to a sense, but it's never going to be as loyal to you as a you know a bricks and mortar property sitting there, something that you can physically touch and feel and look at. So yeah, since going full time into property, I haven't really looked back, and uh, you know the journey's been a very very exciting one, and I'm I'm enjoying it. I really I really am enjoying it with uh, some nice projects coming to fruition. Uh, meet some really really cool people along the way. And uh, working on some uh, nice, nice, nice bits. So my um, my vision for my whole uh, property career is to create, you know, really high-end, quirkily designed places, uh, award-winning homes, co-living spaces with the latest in cutting-edge technology, which offer my clients the most elevated and happiest standard of living. I think it's important. You've got to have a clear vision when you're in property. Your vision's got to be you know, extremely clear. Otherwise, uh, what's the point? And there's two things that stand out for me. I want to create high-end design, high-end homes that offer my clients or people who live in those homes the highest standard of living. I want them to be walking around with a smile. And bottom line is, if it's not good enough for me to live in, we, we simply won't sell it or we won't rent it. You know, it's got to pass the standard of me going in and thinking, no, I would live here or I would rent this. As soon as I feel that kind of excitement and positivity of a place, we then know it's ready to sell or to rent. And so as, as it currently stands, uh, my focus now is solely on, solely on all things property, everything from your kind of vanilla buy-to-lets, homes with multiple occupancy, HMOs. I, I really hate calling them HMOs because it's just a, it's a term that the council's given them. I prefer to refer to them as you know co-living spaces. Because um, that's what they are. There's there's a group of people co-living together. Uh, HMO just makes it sound more like a, a bit like a prison, really. So uh, I, I really hate that term. Renovation projects and uh, new builds. So we just successfully completed our first new build, and um, we're going to talk more about that on the podcast as well. Because there's been some uh, there's been some real, real, real lessons learned on that. And uh, yeah, we nearly uh, yeah we nearly screwed that up big time. Uh, well, we didn't. I mean, I contracted it, but we should have spotted it. We nearly built the building too high, uh, which would have been an absolute disaster. And lucky enough for us, one of the neighbours, who was a nosy neighbour, spotted it and uh, very kindly informed me. And uh, we had a very embarrassing conversation and we made it to uh, rectify it and put it right before before we got to the roof and realised it was too big and the council would have simply just rejected it and that would have led to uh, you know all kinds of things. So um, really, really, really looking forward to this podcast. Got some really interesting people lined up that I'm going to be speaking to. I will go more into that as and when, you know, get kickstarting with this podcast. It's all very, very new to me. So, you know, apologies if there's any mistakes or, you know, any words or you hear me breathing or coughing or whatever. It's a, it's a very, very new thing for me. Um, but um it's about time I told my story and told you guys all all where it started and how it's gone because it's been very very colourful. Uh, there'll be some real uh, real insights and some real nice bits in there, some real juicy bits that uh, I'm sure you'll enjoy. Now, for me, I'm a strong believer in your work is your life and your life is your work. I'm not one of those people that separates this whole uh, oh you got to have a you know, you've got to have a work-life balance. For me, it doesn't work like that. You know, work is your life and life is your work. And I think the two things really, really need to complement themselves together. And 
I think that's how my extended vision comes across as well. Because I feel your work is your life and your life is your work. One of the things I want to try and pioneer and concentrate on in the future is creating co-living and co-working spaces together. So there's some nice bits around London that have been done, but I want to kind of do it on a slightly smaller scale where it's aimed at startup businesses and startup businesses can rent a space but not only rent a space to co-work with so they an artist could be working with uh you know someone who's a web designer a web designer could be working with someone who's an artist you know in, in the same space but the way it works is they all get to uh, share a communal area and it's a space where they live as well so that's one of my visions visions and goals and plans and one of those quirky mad ideas that I've had and already looking into places where we might be able to do something like that. So all very exciting, all, all very, very, very exciting. So I hope uh, I hope that kind of intro podcast um, kind of gives you guys more info into exactly what I'm trying to do. It gives you a little bit more information into what this podcast is all about. Um, and kind of lets you know what I'm hoping to kind of uh, achieve from it and what the aim of the podcast is. And I'm really, really kind of looking forward to kickstarting it up and, uh, you know, connecting with more people out there on the whole social side and, and, and sharing some of the things we do. Yeah, so I kind of strongly urge you guys to kind of connect with me on on Facebook, on all the usual Instagram stuff. Just search James Sohota. I'm sure I'll pop up. I will paste the link somewhere along in this description once I once I figure out how all this podcast descriptions and all this stuff works. Like I said, very, very new to it. Never done it before. So, yeah, really, really looking forward to uh, connecting with like-minded people. And uh, one of the things I really wanted to do in 2019 was uh, do some more face-to-face stuff. Face-to-face, just, you know, hit me up if you're in London let, let's meet you know let's meet come over we've got a quirky office in hackney wick which is you know very very central to wherever you might be going in london and we're always up for you just popping into the office and uh you know having uh having a coffee with us or you know a spot of lunch or you know just jamming with us letting us know um what you do and you know just you just never know where it can lead to having a good conversation connecting people and yeah so that's one of the things we want to do so yeah hit me up on the old socials on the instagram um and and you know let's uh let's connect and let's talk drop us a message if you want any help on anything as and when we get through the podcast and if any topics of interest and lastly i'm just going to leave you with something that i sign off with uh with kind of like all my emails and everything with because i think it's quite an impacting quote and it's uh remember you're never too late to become something you truly want to become this is a quote that i really connect with because i think you know you're never too late it's, you're never really running out of time Time's just an entity that's been created. So remember, you're never too late to become something you truly want to become. And until the next time, over and out from me, James. And uh, yeah, I'll see you on the next podcast, which should be in a week's time. Thanks for tuning in to the J2 Hub podcast with James Sahota. If you like the podcast, feel free to subscribe so you never miss another podcast from James. And if you got value from this podcast, do take the time to leave us a review on iTunes or wherever else you consume your podcast content from. And remember, you're never too late to become something you truly want to become.